Hello and welcome to our podcast, Boozy Books and Movies, where my wife and I are going to get really drunk and talk about books and then how they compare to their movie or TV show counterparts. Hello and welcome to Boozy Books and Movies. My name is Colton. And I'm Melina. And today we are continuing episode 9 of The Outsider a show on HBO. But first, alcohol. I have this uh, brown concoction here with a little bit of uh, whipped cream on top and some little chocolate chip pieces on there that are brown, so probably something else, not chocolate. But if you want to take a look at this beautiful concoction that my wife has prepared for me, you can go on to our Instagram page at Boozy Books and Movies. For any updates and future episode cancellations, you can go on to our Twitter page at Boozy Book Movie. Let's get dig into this mm. okay the chocolate chip pieces are definitely like a peanut butter whipped cream is pretty good is that the stuff that you made or no no you this is actual whipped cream. to eat the whipped cream oh, <laughs> I just saw... oh my god so the shot is whipped cream <laughs> and he like for a good few seconds just tips the whole shot back like to take it and it wasn't coming out and then because no, the whipped cream was blocking it, it was like suctioned to it so then he you know, just all <laughs> went down his throat at the same time Ugh. um well let's take the other one <laughs> it's definitely the peanut butter peanut peanut butter whiskey mm-hmm. that's all i can taste yeah and then, i there mean the is... peanut butter chocolate chips are pretty good too so there was something else in there. I tried. There was? Yeah, so there's this TikTok drink right now. Uh huh. But it's made with the Godiva, like chocolate liquor. Okay. But we just got like generic ass chocolate liquor because I couldn't find the Godiva one. Mm hmm. Or Godiva. How do you pronounce that? Type? Mm, I have no idea what you're talking fancy about. Fancy chocolate name. G O D I V A. I have no idea. I have a bag of them upstairs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know. You're usually better at pronunciations than I am. Uh huh. Spell it again. G-O-D-I-V-A. Godiva. No. <laughs> I don't know. Godivia. No. No. So, <laughs> what? No, no, no. You're wrong. <laughs> Thank you. Well, so I use, yeah, so it was, it's like half the screwball peanut butter whiskey, the chocolate liquor. Nice. But it didn't, I didn't make it right, obviously, because it does not taste right, so. It tastes fine. It's a good drink. It's a good shot. It's supposed to taste like a peanut butter. Oh. Mm-hmm. And all I taste is the peanut butter. Yeah. Just need more uh, chocolate. Apparently. <laughs> so last week, if you guys remember, the crew, you know, they all they all made it to Seal's house, and they're all hanging out with Seal and his brother Claude, and, and Claude's obviously being taken by the outsider and all that stuff. And now the group's kind of split up, and they're kind of doing their own things. Howie and Claude are going away to a chicken place because they need Claude to not know what's going on because they don't want to tip the outsider off at what they're doing. Uh, I think Ralph and Sablo went to the police station to talk to the little boy that was about ready to be abducted by the outsider at the fairgrounds or whatever. Um, And then Holly and Andy went to the cemetery, I believe, and they uh, were trying to find where um, maybe some of Claude's relatives were buried. And they were just trying to get a history of that because the outsider, as we know, likes to stay around cemeteries and 
you know, feed off of pain and suffering and that kind of thing. And then what else am I thinking? Oh yeah, Holly and Andy also went to the fairgrounds and they were looking at the grounds and the cave system and that kind of thing. And they were coming to the realization that the outsider, after uh, being confronted, ran in the opposite direction of one of the cave systems. So that was kind of weird. Um, so yeah, is there anything else you think that you can remember from last episode? Mm-hmm. All right, let's get into it. We're back to the police station. Okay. And they're talking to the father. Um, right. And so then he asks, like, what the, what the father saw. And the, the father of the boy said that the man's eyes looked weird. Mm-hmm. And it looked like he was still staring at him from under a mask. He, like, when, like, that viral video, it mm-hmm. did look like that he wasn't, his face wasn't quite finished yet. Like, his right. eyes were, like, yeah, sunken in mm-hmm. still. But then at the very end of that eighth episode, we saw, like, his face from above and, like, it did, it, it was finished. Yeah. Once he got a meal. Yep. Um, so then Yoon and Ralph, they kind of, they're done talking to the guy. And so they're talking to the detective, the local detective, and they ask if there are any bear caves in the area. And the detective says no. Right, because the kid had said, oh, he was going to show me a cave with big uh, bear. So the outsider outsider said there, there was a cave with bear prints. Right. And he's taking the kid there. And yes. they said that there are no bear caves. Interesting. Hmm. Dun, dun, dun. Mm-hmm. Making connections here. <laughs> yep. We go, uh, just a quick little flash to Bill Samuels. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so Bill, uh, after his assistant left and everything, he's looking on his computer at some images from the kid mm-hmm. that was murdered. And he's looking on his laptop and looking at some images and stuff. And he's just pondering. He doesn't say anything. He's just thinking. So I don't know yeah. if he's guilty or this is an oh shit moment like because he because in the book he was involved in kind of everything yeah at the end he did like the press conference to clear terry's name we don't know if he's gonna do that or not yet right but um which this may be a factor for him to do that because now he'll believe but he wasn't he wasn't in that meeting with Marcy and Holly no. and... So he has no idea. He doesn't know about, about any outsider. of the stuff that's going on. Right. So, whereas in the book, he was involved in all that. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, he just didn't go to Texas with them in the book. Right. But he knew about everything that was going on. Right. He doesn't in the... So, yeah. So this is him solidifying it, you know, in, in his head. This is pretty much evidence that Terry didn't do it, although... Mm-hmm. Everyone else knows that it's the outsider that they're yep. stalking who did it. But So I almost wonder if Bill Samuels is going to try to go there and investigate it himself and then end up getting killed by the, the new outsider or I something. I don't know. You know? Yeah. Because he's completely uninformed, you know. I know. Which kind of shows that it's not good to keep people out in this loop that had something yeah. to do with the case. <laughs> yeah. All right, so <clears throat> Claude and Howie finally arrive to Highway Heaven, and they're mm-hmm. getting some chicken. And, you know, Howie's like, whatever, it's some chicken. Claude's like, you're going to fucking love this chicken. Claude says that they probably should go back to the house, but Howie says that they need to wait it out until at least midday, which is still two hours away. Because they drove an hour there, an hour back, they need to wait like an hour because Howie is trying to keep Claude away from everybody else. I don't think they quite framed it like that though i think he was just like i want to sit enjoy this chicken that i've heard so good while it's hot oh i don't know i thought he definitely said that they needed to wait until at least midday i think that was that definitely came out of his mouth is that they needed to wait until midday i i think claude knows that they're trying to keep him out of well yeah he definitely knows i mean yes he knows yeah he's not an idiot (laughs) 
Howie takes a bite of the chicken, and he is like, oh my god, this chicken is amazing. He <laughs> loves it. And then Claude and Howie kind of have a weird conversation because Howie represented Claude eight years ago in a, in court, because mm-hmm. Howie's a lawyer, obviously, and Claude was in a bar fight, and Howie doesn't remember him at all. <laughs> so well, then... Sounds like, it made it sound like he just says so many cases that he, like, yeah, mm-hmm. he can't remember everyone. So Howie asks if um if claude won the fight and claude says no he didn't and then howie asks if howie if one if howie won the court fight well howie and... he said something about how you know i don't remember you because it was a good outcome he's oh. like i only remember the ones that i don't win right or something right. like that right. yeah so he won the court fight right but claude did not win the actual so <laughs> that's funny but that was like eight years ago or something so they have a little little conversation chatting mm-hmm. it up eating the yeah. chicken so go back to the kids in the cave and oh, they yeah. are just lost oh yeah <laughs> they're lost the first brother the bigger older brother is more confident though he's he's oh i know where i'm going younger brother not so sure <laughs> yeah, very unsure <laughs> yep father's still looking around he finds a bigger body of water that the kids had been in earlier i think or maybe maybe not it, no no definitely not he, he just found like oh it was a big body of water and there was like like something you would need a boat to get across like it was a big yeah. body of water and he's calling out their names and he's like walking around um and then they they eventually hear each other yeah. calling out their names and stuff and so it's all echoey and they can't really tell where it's coming from but they can definitely hear each other the, the father and the kids can hear each other everything's looking great um so the mm-hmm. dad starts going into the bear cave section where the boys are located and mm-hmm. we know it's a bear cave because of like the scratches on the wall and the print and stuff right we see the prints on yep. the wall Yep. And so we're like, oh, great. Father's going to reunite with the kids. Everything's going to be groovy. Yeah, but we're still like, oh, the outsider is in that cave somewhere, yep. too. And they're hollering back and forth. This isn't good. Yep. The father uh, tells them to stay put um, because he can't reach them. There's like a wall in the way and, you know, he can't pull them out. And he says, stay here. I'm going to get help. Mm-hmm. And so he climbs out of the cave. He's pissed off at the lady that is at the front yeah, of the. Yeah, he's like, "Do you know about that, that? That there's another entrance." The side entrance, yeah. Yeah. Do you she, know about the side entrance? She's like, "Well, yeah, but it's so small that he goes, and only a child could fit through." Right. <laughs> so he's pissed, <laughs> but he calls the whole town, mm-hmm. and they all show up. Yep. On a payphone. <laughs> yep, and I still didn't get it. Oh, I mean, I knew for a little while. Oh, you did? Uh, yeah, the solidification came when I when they did the zoom out shot of all of the 1940 cars. Well, I got it right before that. Oh, okay. It was like the whole group of people and they're like passing out stuff. And then I was like, wait, all of their clothes look really <laughs> Yeah. I was like, why did everyone show up looking like that? Right. And then, yeah, it zoomed out and it was, yeah, a bunch of old cars. And I'm like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. This is not current time. <laughs> right. Because earlier in the episode, I was like, that's weird. Why would the cave entrance be only 25 cents? And why would this lady not really care about the safety of the kids? Why would they have, like, you know, right. security measures in place? It's because it's really fucking old. But I didn't really know. And then I saw a payphone. I was like, oh, okay, it's pretty old. And then the cars was what did it, yeah. <laughs> so this is 1947. Yep. The boys and the father and the cave and all the jibboobity all happened in 1947. <laughs> 
that's when we really truly find out for sure right. what year it was. But we go back to 2017 or 2019 or whatever. Yeah. Seal is talking about what happened that day in 1947 to the group of people. Right. All, all the crews there. And Seal's talking about it because his relatives were some of the people that mm-hmm. were in the cave. Yep. Um, in the first search party. And so the search parties were going down the caves. They were marking X's on the wall to keep track of where they had been. Everyone's yelling out the kids' names, trying to mm-hmm. find find if these you kids. remember earlier when the kids yelled, a bunch of rocks shifted. Uh-huh. So now we have 20 times more people yelling in and the caves. And adults, and yeah. Yep. So lots of noise. Yep. And so the cave collapses behind them. Yep. Of course it does. And, but no one's injured immediately from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they were trapped with no way out and 34 people died. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> and so then Seal's like, so this is where you ask me where my family is buried around here. They're buried in those caves. Still, they never got them out. They never found the kids, never found that search party. Yep. And so that's when Holly asks if there's a way in. And Seal says that there's a souvenir shop, which is the cave entrance that we were referring to earlier. Um, But it was closed up after the accident. And Holly says, we found him. We found the outsider. He is in there. Yep. Because back then, 1947, the outsider wasn't there. But now he is because he feeds on the death of these people and the children and stuff. So that's why he's living in the bear cave. Seal comes back with a map and he plops it down and he circles where the cave entrance is located. And he says, maybe you think you got him in that cave. Maybe you can, you know, best him. But what if he's there waiting for you? And so they say, we'll, we'll figure that out when we get there. Because <laughs> they don't want to think about that. So Howie and Claude come back. And Howie's complaining about how he's been on babysitting, babysitting duty all day. And that tomorrow he needs to go back to the real world, to his real job. And how he needs to leave, event, mm-hmm. you know, tomorrow, the next day. But... Um, the rest of the crew's like, we're going to the fucking cave right now. <laughs> we're not waiting another second. And so Yoon suggests that they take two vehicles um, and, and start going. So mm-hmm. so that's what they're doing. They're prepping up for that, getting guns, I think, right? And they're yeah, loading it up with guns do. and all that kind of stuff. So they're getting ready, loading up the vehicles, ready to go to the cave. Mm-hmm. So who stays behind is Howie, Seal, and Claude. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Because they still don't want Claude to know what they're doing. So they, Claude, yeah, Claude doesn't know that they're going to the cave. Right. Claude was not involved in this conversation at all. He doesn't know anything that's going on because they don't want to clue the outsider off to what is going on. Oh, shit. So we go over to uh, Jeannie's. She's chilling at home, super upset, worried about Ralph, obviously. Right? What? Yeah, I just don't remember this part. Marcy shows up. Oh, Knocks on the door and she comes in and they're talking and Marcy admits um, that she was so mad about Jeannie forcing her to go to that meeting way back when, mm-hmm. when Holly had the presentation on Alcuco and Marcy had the outburst about how this is some bullshit. Um, this is what you're spending all your time on. Um, this is a waste of time. So Marcy was saying that she was really, really mad because th- that was a waste of time, or at least then she thought it was a waste of time. But Jeannie says that she's sorry and that she didn't know what Holly was going to say. But Jeannie says that she still 100% believes that Holly is correct about everything <laughs> she said at that meeting and everything she said since. And so Marcy's like, oh, fuck. But Marcy essentially is <laughs> Marcy's like... Marcy's like a crazy old woman. <laughs> yeah, no, no kidding. But Marcy said that she didn't want to lose the goodwill and friendship that they had together which was not a thing in the book like they did not they were not best buds for a long time 
No, it, they weren't. I mean, there is just such a big age gap between Marcy and Jeannie, I think, mm. that, yeah, that they, I mean, it's not really, like, yeah, for them, easy for them to be friends. But in the show, they bonded over Derek and, like, how oh, Jeannie, like, was able to parent Derek and Marcy had asked her, you know, several things about parenting and all this stuff, but. That's true, yeah. I remember that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Marcy also says that she respects the sincerity of Jeannie's beliefs, but she does not really say that she believes what Holly said or anything like that. Right. <laughs> so then we are in the car and we're driving to the cave and Yoon and Ralph are talking and Yoon says that he noticed that Ralph no longer says, you know, yeah. if it's real. If the outsider is real, then blah, blah, blah. Or, you know. He's not speaking like objective terms. He's right. speaking in more like definitive terms. He's saying, we're going to fuck this outsider up. Right. You know, he's not saying if the outsider is real, we're going to fuck him up. Right. <laughs> you know, so Ralph or so you notice that about Ralph. Alec is in the back seat and he says, hey, man, take your time. Take it in small bites. Accept whatever you can. You know, you're chilling. Yoon <laughs> then says that they may not be able to contain the outsider. Alex says that they might need to kill it then. So they're, so now we're back at the house. Yeah. Howie and Seal, they're on the couch chilling. They're getting high. They're, they're you know, puffing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Doing a little dubby dub. Isn't Claude asleep? Claude is in the kitchen or something. Oh, okay. I don't remember what Claude was doing. Okay. So Seal and Howie, they're talking. They're getting high. They're chilling. He's on babysitting duty. You know, whatever. Seal, um... Is telling Howie how he wants to tell Claude about what's going on. What's going on? This isn't right. If this thing really does have control, like he needs to know what's going on. Claude needs to know. And Howie's like, "Ah, I don't know. I think we need to stick to the game plan. Yeah, he's like, let's just like even Howie like doesn't necessarily believe it, but he's like, let's just kind of wait it out, see what happens. You know what? I think Claude was sitting on the couch sleeping. I think he you're was. right. I think he was sleeping. I'm bad. He was. Yeah, I remember now. So, but he so he doesn't hear this conversation yet. So Howie and Seal they're having a little back and forth. Howie doesn't want to tell Claude. Seal wants to tell Claude. Howie, in his high mind, is dumbass, and he gets up to go get more chicken. Yeah, he's like, I want, I want food. I want some food. Got the munchies. <laughs> so that means that Seal gets some alone time with Claude, and he tells him everything that's going on. Yep. And so Claude is pissed that Seal just essentially told the outsider that the crew is on their way to his house, the cave. Yep pissed so they try like how he kind of hears this i mean it's obvious that he like doesn't have much functioning he, capabilities he, right now he hears that claude is upset yeah and so he answers, enters the room and, and essentially says uh you fucked up <laughs> and that and so they have this back and forth and then seal says okay i might have fucked up <laughs> and then they start trying to call everyone yep but nobody answers the answers the phone because they are out of cell service Yep, because they are mm-hmm. entering an area that is no longer in use <laughs> and it's in a heavily wooded area with yep. caves and stuff but as soon as seal told claude about what's going on yeah. we see that jack immediately like stands straight up in a cave system loads his gun, <laughs> loads his gun and starts walking out of the cave he loads up ammo, guns, booze, a rake, and he gets up on a rock face, and he's perching up and everything, and then we see a rattlesnake um, slithering around, park- like in the book. Yep, and he can, like, see the parking lot from his perch, The, the parking lot of the abandoned uh, cave system yep. entrance or whatever. Then we see the crew, the whole crew rolling in in their two vehicles. Mm-hmm. 
and they kind of stop for a second. Holly and Andy are in their own car, and they're kind of they have a touching moment, and they you know they're like saying I, I don't know I didn't get what they said to each other, but essentially they kiss, and mm-hmm. then they say let's get this over with, let's let's fuck this bad guy mm-hmm. up, and so then immediately they think they think they're catching the outsider unawares, mm-hmm. and they also have no idea that Jack is there. Right, right, just like in the book. Yep. And so this is where I'm like, oh shit, they had a kiss. Let's get this over with. Andy's gonna that die. Cost, someone's gonna die. <laughs> Gotta. Yeah. So then they roll in. They start getting out of the vehicle. They're loading up, getting their supplies ready, closing the door. Yep. And, and all we, we see is Jack. He, you can see through his view of the like sniper he's, scope. He's kind of like looking at everyone, like mm-hmm. kind of like going back and forth between everyone. And so all we see is Alex brains splatter all over the place. And then it cuts to black and we hear seven more shots. Yep. And that's the end of the episode. Yeah. So we know Alex dead. We definitely know that Alec is dead, but there was seven extra shots. There is. Maybe, probably more people die. <laughs> yeah. I know. But the thing is, in the book, Howie was there. He was the driver. He got Howie shot. Howie was the one who, yeah. Howie's Howie not there Alec yet. Who died. Right. So. Howie's not there there yet. He's babysitting Seal and Claude, and they're, they're heading out to go there to warn them. Oh, yeah. I forgot they did that. Because uh, they, when the phone calls failed, they were like, well, fuck, we got to get over there. And so they right. start rushing to go, but they're not there yet. Hmm. So... I don't know, but people are getting popped. Yeah, now we have, like, a lot of extra people around. Yes. Because it was only... Andy's toast, man. Yeah, because it was only Ralph and Holly and Yoon. Yeah. In the book, Yoon got shot. He did. He was, like, just, yeah, sitting in the parking lot. I pretty much guarantee the episode's going to start with Holly, like, hovering over Andy's body as he's napping. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of feel like that is probably what episode 10's going to start with. Probably. (laughs) And yeah. But we'll so, find out next week. We will. We will find out next week. Can't wait. <laughs> Last episode, guys. Are yeah. you so pumped? Mm-hmm. All right. Bye bye. Thanks for listening. And you can find us on Instagram under Boozy Books and Movies. That is all spelled out, no spaces. Our Twitter is at Boozy Book Movie. Our email is boozybooksandmovies at gmail.com, and our PayPal uses that email also if you'd like to donate to us. Thanks so much, and don't forget to listen every Monday.